Hello, and welcome to uh, this week's edition of Bell Hutman's Curse. As always, I'm your host, Steve Sutherland. Alongside me is Julian Amarante. Julian, bit of a sad result there. Atlanta losing right at the death, but it happens. They're learning. They're learning. They're green. Um, I mean, it was a good result. They played very well. In comparison to Zagreb, they played very well. They don't get to play their home games at home. They still have to travel for them. Yeah, and I, and I think if you actually put in context the way that they've been playing at home, they've scored two major uh, uh, wins in Serie A and have kept themselves as part of the equation in, in Italy. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, they, they, you know, this is something they said at the beginning. They were going to go out and they were going to play swashbuckling football. And they didn't care what was in it. They were just happy to have the experience, and I think that that's that's evident. But they're 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 up they're up against some tough teams, and I think that the team still is green. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they played you know, Shakhtar Brazil today. Yeah, exactly. And I think they were caught flat-footed against uh, Zagreb. They look uh, they look great at home. They look fantastic. So I mean, I feel bad for them, but you know, this is this is football, right? This is football, you know. But, uh, but uh, on, the, on other on the other hand, uh, a fantastic result in the in the other early you, championship you, matches. You, you just took it away from me. I was going to say, I'm so disappointed that Bruges blew a two nothing lead in Madrid. You know what? Yeah, we you know you know what the pot you know what we say here always about a two 0 lead. It's the most dangerous lead and, to have, and they have you know they had a player sent off, so yeah, it 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 happens. I, would, I think the best part was the the guy that scored the goal. He scored a second one, and he ran in front of the Real Madrid fans, and he did the Ronaldo celebration no at them. Lovely. So that's that's pretty good. Lovely. I did not I'll take that. No, I, one of the things that that, that I, I I mean, uh, we're I think we're starting to see here is we're starting to see that uh, our friend uh, Zinedine Zidane is uh, being found out. I think you know uh, you, when you don't have a Cadillac to drive. Uh, you know, uh, you've got to, you know, you've got, you've got to improvise, and uh, he's not doing a good job at that. Although they are, they are first place in La Liga, but I still think that's a bit of a mirage. You know, Wait. we'll get to this as we go along, I'm sure. Of course. So uh, you wanted to bring up the issue this week, so I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to you. Well, this goes about Pep Guardiola sticking up for Bernardo Silva's uh, ridiculously racist cartoon. Now, I mean, the thing is, is uh, is Bernardo Silva a card-carrying racist? I don't think so. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, is uh, Pep Guardiola a racist? I don't think so either. But I think that they're taking a, a deplorable position on this. I mean, you know, I mean, there this is this is the kind of siege mentality that's kind of take places and now at big clubs that are under scrutiny, particularly Manchester City. Manchester City always has this idea, this persecution complex that they're being attacked by the media. And that instead of instead of like you know attacking, they'll go forward and uh, you know continue to attack the uh, 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 the 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 form as opposed to the substance of the issue. I mean Guardiola would have been well advised to say, look, the young man made a very stupid mistake. I'm sure he's sorry about it. He'll take his consequences. You know, rumor is that he could have as much as a six-game suspension. But, you know, this is a stupid move. And it's not a private joke. It's a public joke, okay? I mean, this is this is on Twitter. So, I mean, I don't understand Guardiola on this. I, I don't think any reasonable person would agree with him on this at all. I think that this is very stupid. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate to that then, as Raheem Sterling has been one of the players most, most notably racially abused in England, um, and also one of the most vocal about the issue of racism in England, yet is also defending Bernardo Silva. Well, I mean... Like you defend your teammates, right? Of course. I mean, this is one of the things that's, that's kind of ugly about sports. Okay, you defend your teammates, whether they're, they're right or wrong. But, I mean, on this one, uh, you know, Sterling's just wrong. I mean, and, you know, just because he's, he's abuse doesn't give him a monopoly on commentary on, on, on the behavior of other players. You know what I mean? So I don't remember how many, how many, games, how many games did Luis Suarez get? Eight? I believe so, or ten, something Eight like that. Or ten, yeah, something. Like and then that. John Terry, nothing. Okay, so there's there is a double standard. There is a double standard. Like, we're, listen, football administrators are not exactly the sharpest knives in the drawer. Okay, uh, these guys uh, uh, make one mistake after another, and it looks like the you know. Uh, to be honest with you, you're seeing the kind of cultural disaster that we keep talking about week in week out with regards to uh with regards to football or professional sports when it comes to race there's a long way to travel for these people before the certain kind of consciousness sets in and i don't see it happening here i mean it's really unfortunate because pap just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole on this one and he's just being very very stupid in my opinion so the other thing I wanted to bring up with you today, so Juve is prepared to launch their 30th appeal of Inter's 2006 title. We don't expect them to win, but maybe you can go into a little bit as to why Juve would want Inter to be stripped of that title. Because they're big babies. That's why. There's nothing more than that, more to this than that. Okay, I mean, like really technically, I mean, if anything, this is a scene that should have been sent to Serie C, okay? and managed to get back up into B because of their position. They should have been in the third division in the Calciopoli uh, uh, thing. Instead, they were put to the second. They still were the star for the three titles that they were stri- stripped. Okay, uh, So, I mean, really, they have more, no moral high ground. They can, they can appeal another 30 times. I don't think anything is going to come out of this. Okay, so the Premiership this weekend had some excellent games. Excellent games and probably one of the worst games that I have ever had yeah. the displeasure of watching. I mean, I think we got to spend a little bit of extra time here to discuss a few things, I think. Um, I, I think now it's still really early, seven games in, but I think we, ha- we are starting to see signs of things and we're starting to have a little, few little takeaways. So, I mean, let's, let's take it from the top. I mean, Liverpool, seven wins in a row. Can they sustain this? They barely got by Sheffield United. Let's, well, be, let's be very real here. But they got by them. I have a question about, yeah. Was that an honorable one nothing loss by Sheffield United or could it have been a 3 or 4 nothing victory by Liverpool? I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I watched the extended highlights. And Liverpool there, there was some... There was didn't, some have a, didn't have a shot in the first half. Sheffield's the only team to have done that to them, I think, in like the last year. Salah missed some howlers. But so did the players for Sheffield. Yeah. But this is like, listen, Salah is expected to score those goals. You're Liverpool. Like, you need to put teams like that to the sword. You can't. You can't scrape by. Agreed. A Sheffield one nil. Does 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 how do I put this? Um, does Sheffield has Sheffield devised the blueprint to beat Liverpool? No. 
Not yet. No, nobody ever. Well, it, it's very clear to know how to beat them. It's very similar to how to beat Juve in the league. I don't think Van Dyke is that great in the air, and neither is Matip. They're not that great on set pieces. Uh, it's been this way for a few years under Klopp that the way to attack them is to attack them in the air. So that's the direction that I would take to beat them. Now, a team like Sheffield, because they're they're big, they're gonna they're gonna try to push you around a little yeah. bit. That's that's what you would do against a team like this in the same way that you would try doing this against another club. Another question. Did you think there would be two wins, two draws, and three losses at this point in the season? Who? Sheffield. No. No, no. I I anticipated them to be absolute bottom of the table, but I don't think any of us predicted Wolves or Watford to be just as bad as they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what we're going to see, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I really want them to stay up. I would love to see them stay up. Um, these are really crucial points uh, if they're going to stay up. Uh, these are very crucial points for them. And, I mean, uh, I, I'm waiting for the slide. I just hope it doesn't happen. I really like to see them stay second, uh, uh, say them where they are. Um, Man City, what did you think of their performance against Everton? Everton's always played them really well. Um and probably could have won. Uh, again, lack of finishing. But City also could have had six or seven. So Yeah, a, a game in the first half easily. You got the sense that Manchester City could have scored any time they wanted to. I, I, again, I didn't watch the full match. I watched the extended highlights. But I was really impressed with the second half of Everton. Everton really pushed them. And I'm wondering, is that the true Everton? Or is this just the Everton we get that, that plays good games and little patches? Yeah, I think I'm I'm more apt to the second option there. Unfortunately, I I, I thought they, they they really pushed Man City on the ropes, and I really thought, wow, wow, I really thought that that something excellent was going to happen there. Um, so Leicester has moved up to third. Yeah. Well, here we go. I don't like this, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, uh, there was a rumor that he was going to be that, 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 that he's being considered to coach your club. Yeah, that's not no thank you. Well, I mean, uh, no thank you. I mean, it's not up to you to decide on that one. But uh, look, I, they're the team I think that's playing the best football right now uh, of all the other teams outside of City and, and Liverpool. And uh, I think they're for real. I think if you look at their starting eleven, they have a very very good squad. They're playing very good football. They're being coached well. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't see them winning the title, but I don't. I see them being part of the top four at the end of the year this year if they can continue on this arc. That's the question, though, is if if or not they can continue. Let's skip Arsenal. I want to leave yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. But before we get to that, I, I just want to add another point on this with City. I think that we're going to – I think you can potentially see Arsenal, Chelsea, or Tottenham drop out of the top four this time. And I think this is this is this might be one of the teams that might replace them. And and if they keep like if you look at their starting eleven, I'll repeat that again. They have a very good starting eleven. Uh that could be uh, that could rival just about anybody uh, on a good day. They know how to fight. They know how to play. They can got score they got goal scorers, proven goal scorers. They're bringing they, the talent that they brought in to replace the talent that they have lost has been very, very clever. Um, this Turkish fellow who's the center. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think this guy could be potentially the uh, uh, revelation of the year this year. 
And I think come January, I think a lot of teams are going to come knocking on Leicester's door for him, uh, particularly Man City, uh, who need that that position filled. You know, the poor guy probably wasn't getting any first time football under when Maguire was there. But uh, yeah, I, I see Leicester. I see Leicester making those inroads. They 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 look like a really good side. Uh, she had a draw between West Ham and Burnmouth on the weekend. I have nothing to say about that game because I didn't look at it. Yeah, I did. And uh, West Ham should have been on top of this a little bit more. I think they should understand that Burnmouth is playing a kind of smash and grab game, as they always do at the beginning of the year, to basically accumulate as many points as they can so that when the relegation fight comes, they'll be a little bit comfortable. And I think West Ham was a little bit complacent. Um, this is sad for me because I think West Ham has got also a very good team. And if they actually put their minds to it, this is a team that might be in the top five at the end of the year also. Wolves and Watford was the battle of the teams at the bottom of the table. Wolves good. run out 2-0. Good to see Wolves win. Uh, I, 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 I uh, have great sympathy for Wolves. I want to see them. I, I want to see them back to where they were. I think that their focusing this year is uh, their focus this year is going to be on the Europa Cup. Watford, I just don't understand what's going on there, uh, especially after the season they had last year. You would have thought that they would be building on something. Something that seems to have collapsed there. You know, yeah. uh, Spurs eked out a two-one victory over Southampton. I'm sure they'll take it. And yeah, it was a definite eke. Uh, Chelsea yeah. over Brighton, two nil. Uh, Jorginho scores. Uh, and is actually, if you look at the stats, possibly the best defensive midfielder in the league. Uh, I feel bad for N'Golo Kante. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be there right now. He doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, and, uh, I mean, this is a guy who has been a, a superstar on the pitch and off the pitch. Very humble. And he has kept his poise about him. This is a guy who any other big club would love to have. He's a World Cup winner. Yeah. Really and they're not using him. Well, he's a World Cup winner who actually played a role in the winning the World Cup. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of World Cup winners who did nothing. And he did something. Yeah. Uh, but Golo Kante deserves to be at a better club. And then last uh, and most definitely least because it was the world. Well, not, not, before we get to this, there's another comment I just want to make. Okay is on Almiron and Newcastle, okay? This should be a tale for everybody who thinks that the one-year wonder who comes out of the MLS is going to succeed or just going to kind of seamlessly fit in to that top-level football. He had a decent season last year. He didn't have a great season. And this year, the poor guy is lost. He I don't, is I, lost. See, I would disagree. I think Steve Bruce is a terrible coach, one. Uh, and two... There aren't. It's not a style that works for him. I think if you were to put him in Spain or Italy, he would easily be in a in a top four team. Well, that's part of part of my point is I don't think he should have ever chosen Newcastle to go to, regardless no, of the money that they're paying the, him. That's the that's a black hole. That's the movie. Yeah, Remember, you ever heard of that? There's that movie that the guy goes to Newcastle and he goes to Real Madrid, and he's. Yeah, there's yeah. a movie about it. Yeah, it's too bad. That ain't going to happen down there. Anyway, Let me tell you Man that much. United and Arsenal, because you got a lot to say about this. I don't. I watched it. It sucked. End of discussion. Bad both. game, man. I mean, uh, these are the two teams. You got you got one team, Arsenal, with a coach who doesn't seem to be decisive at all. 
they are a, 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 a freewheeling attacking team who are in complete chaos in defense. And you got Man United who can't seem to muster up any goals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know uh, it's, it's sad because uh, both teams have a great deal of talent. They seem to be both poorly managed, poorly taken care of, and uh, that's starting. That's starting to come through. I mean, how much patience? You know, in a modern game, big clubs like Arsenal and Man United, you're you know these are teams that operate on bottom lines. Uh, I don't see them having much more patience so, with either of these so the, coaches. the bottom line's not dropping, though. So who cares? Yeah. This is this is the Toronto Maple Leafs-ization of... Well... You know, the bottom line doesn't drop. Who cares? In fact, at the end of the game, they they sang for Ole. Like, the the supporters have Ole's back at this point. So I don't think yeah. he's going anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he deserves to. Roy Keane, listen. Roy Keane stood up for him in, 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 in a very, very cool way, but also called the team a shambles. Well, the uh, team is yeah. shambles. They should no, have I, sold Pogba, and Lingard is not good enough I, to, to play for this club anymore. I want to speak to your question of the bottom line. Uh, their bottom line is going to be affected this year. These two teams keep playing on this arc. Neither of them are going to penetrate the top six. Neither of them are going to. Arsenal will fall out of their position, seems to me. And United just seems to have a great deal of trouble getting started. Um, at least I'll say one thing about United over Arsenal. At least United has gotten onto the track of the problem of rebuilding. And they have a vision, which is basically young British talent. And they're going to move in that direction. And that's good for them because that stuff will pay off. Arsenal in your hand just don't seem to have any plan whatsoever. All right. Speaking of clubs with no plans, let's move to Syria and we'll talk about your club. Disaster. An absolute disaster. What I watched this week was a team that should be fighting for relegation. Uh, no identity, no plan, no system. A team chocked full of young talent. This team should be coached by Jose Mourinho. End of story. That's, that's, that's my hope. And, and that's my wish, okay, is that they fire Giampaolo and somehow persuade uh, Jose Mourinho that, you know, we know that you're an Interista and we know where your loyalties, loyalties lie, but here's the money. And China, uh, rumor is that they're not going to give up any money because Allegri was the first choice, apparently. And, and he said he wanted too much money. Yeah, and basically the board said he wanted too much money. I'm seeing now even Maldini. Like I'm seeing rumors of everybody getting Well, that's good. Money. That's what they need. And I said it to you on Sunday when, they, when we were talking on the phone. I said, uh, Milan need a crisis because that's the only way that they're going to address this properly. And I was hoping that they would have lost 3 nothing, and they ended up losing 3-1, which was good, because the team needs to be plunged into a crisis. And once they're plunged into a crisis, that's the only way they'll respond. So let, can I ask you then, will, would, would crisis be not not beating Genoa? So even a draw? No, a crisis is being 16th place in City. Uh -huh. Especially when you need to get back well, to the Champions League. Well, if you League. lose to Genoa, you'll be in the relegation place. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's considered their derby in many ways. Uh, they're, they're severe rivals. In many ways, they're, they're more rivals of between uh, Genoa and, and Milan between uh, rather than Inter and uh, and uh, Milan. But, uh, I mean, this, this, this was hopeless. And, you know, it's funny that Milan's response to Allegri was that you're asking too much money. This is precisely where they should be spending their freaking money. Okay, uh, as on as on a coach with a vision and, and a proven winner, uh, not not somebody who basically 
is going to come up from the ranks. The rumor was that they were actually looking to maybe replace them with the coach from Lecce, which to me makes no sense whatsoever. Now, they, they, I haven't seen AC Milan be this bad in my lifetime. Uh, let's move up. Let's go back to the top of the table. Sure. Uh, so Inter with the 3-1 over Samp. Uh, Sanchez gets what originally was thought was two goals, but just one, uh, and then gets sent off with two yellow cards either side of halftime. Um, it was a good game. But I think everyone expected Inter to win that. Samp is just well. I mean, it's not, it wasn't. It's not. It's not an easy fixture when you play in Genoa against Sampdoria. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it's the the reclamation project of Inter Milan is proceeding. I mean, they still seem to have some edges that and holes that need to be plugged. And I think over a couple of transfer windows, they'll, they'll do that. But they keep winning, and that's the most important thing. And that's what Conte does. Conte wins, and he'll win ugly if he has to. So the uh, second place, second place, Juve, which yeah. is weird to say, uh, 2-0 over Spal. It was a good game. They actually were really tested by Spal. Um, Juve, to me, looks like a lumbering giant just waiting to wake up. And uh, once they do, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Do you think Sari knows his best 11 yet? No. Uh, he's not even sure that the triumvirate of uh, Fatso... Ronaldo and Dybala is going to work for him. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen well, there. We all know that Fatso should just go give well, him a broom or give him a shovel. Yeah, as, as Mario says, give him a broom or give him a shovel. But uh, no, I, I still think Juventus just looks like, they just look like they haven't really, like like a giant that hasn't realized this power yet. And once they do, I think they're going to be a very, very, very difficult team for anybody. Champions League and Serie A. Uh, Atalanta over Sassuolo, the four yeah. goals. Yeah, they bouncing back. They yeah. beat Roma the week before 2 nothing. also away from home. This team, it, it, this team is for real. Yep. Yeah, this I, team I is for real. And Gasparini is a very, very intelligent coach. And I'm really glad that he hasn't taken the bait for some of the big clubs and he's stuck it up with this team because they need continuity. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, anything else stand out to you from these results? Lazio, uh, Lazio's win against Genoa was was sound. Udinese coming up. Hey, the boys at Parma uh, under Gervinho just keep surprising. Uh, big revelation to me. Two players that looked really, really, really good in this league. Is Chiesa just what a freaking star? This guy would is going to be a star. And even though Milan lost, this goes back to speak to what I was saying a team chock full of talent. Did you manage to catch Liao's goal? This kid has got the tools. This is what I'm talking about. You need a coach who knows how to use players like that. Yeah. Uh, last thing to bring up so it is Inter versus Juve Sunday afternoon. Italia Derby, man. Uh, Thoughts, predictions? Nothing. I got nothing there. I'm just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen because uh, I, I don't know if Juve uh, will rise to the occasion just yet. I know that both see a draw. Bit, I, 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 I could see a draw. I, I could see Inter upsetting Juventus. I can also see Juventus scoring four goals and winning four nothing. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I think a lot of things could happen. I think it's going to be. I think that the first fifteen minutes are going to basically be the most telling uh, period of the game. All right, uh, let's move on to La Liga and the La Liga table. Uh, so, like you said, Real Madrid is top of the table, but it's a very 
Uh, they haven't lost. I did not know that. So they haven't lost yeah. in the league yet. And they've got three clean sheets, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one guy that the one team, Granada. I mean, in second place. I mean, I just read an article the other day about the coach saying that he is not going to look at the standings until the end of the season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I mean, I still think that a lot of sorting out has to take place. Um, Atletico Madrid looks mediocre. It was a mediocre yeah. bore draw between the two. Of them. Which is really surprising because that's a team that I, I kind of expect to excel given the talent and the coaching. But if you look at the record, 4-2-1, and one, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Barcelona look, look there looks like there's trouble in Barcelona. I think so, but actually, I actually think they look like they're starting to maybe turn a corner. Not defensively, like as you, if you look at um, the goals against, it, they have ten goals against, which is the most in the top seven. So we know defensively there are issues. Uh, in and fact, the, not many clubs have given up more goals than them. And there's also club club uh, uh, clubhouse issues. Uh, you have PK this week, uh, uh, basically coming out openly against the board, and uh, they're waiting to actually uh, uh, to see if they're going to discipline him on some of the things he said. I mean, no, I, Barcelona looks like they're in trouble. They 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 they're, uh, they they haven't done rebuilding. They've just been buying players, and they've been buying players with really no rhyme or, or reason. Uh, the defense looks like you said an absolute shambles. And how long could they expect? How long are they are they going to expect that Messi is going to bail them out of trouble? And you know, Can't one day, yeah, one day, one day that 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 you know that train is going to stop. You know, rumors uh, that Suarez wants to go back to yeah. Liverpool now too. Well, I, uh, I, 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 he'd right. be hard pressed to, to to make the first eleven. That's for he'd sure. Be hard pressed yeah. to make the bench yeah. at this yeah. point. Uh, but I mean, the other things are is uh, Real Sociedad. Um, they uh, are, are a surprising team this year. Um, by all accounts, by Sid Lowe's uh, uh, description, this team is going to be a very difficult team. Sevilla seems to be where they belong. Bilbao finally dropped the match. The rest of the table, um, I mean, fantastic soccer being played. But, uh, you know, like I think there still needs to be some sorting out. Like uh, look at Espanol where they are. Uh, uh, this is this is unbelievable. Um, but uh, I think that this is a league that still has got some sorting out to do. Yep. All right. We'll take a quick break when we return uh, the rest of Europe. All right, and we are back with some Bundesliga action. Uh, Julian just said to me during the break, possibly the most exciting league in terms of standings to watch maybe in uh, in all of Europe right now. Well, take a look at the table. You have Bayern, Bayern with 14 points. And then in ninth place, you have Eintracht Frankfurt with 10. Okay, In between, you have Leipzig, Freiburg, Schalke. Mönchengladbach, uh, Leverkusen, Wolfsburg, Dortmund, and then Frankfurt. This this is exciting to watch. I mean, because Bayern just doesn't look like they have that super-duper dominance this year. And uh, I don't know what's going on at Dortmund, but Dortmund is not the same Dortmund we saw last year. So, uh, you know, this could be a year where we might see a team from, you know, uh, outside of the uh, nexus of Bayern and Dortmund sneak in and win the championship. I think that would be very healthy for German football. Yeah, and you said you didn't have any thoughts on this. I'm not going to let you take German players to the German national team. 
that Bayern seems to think that they're just powerful enough to hold their players back. They, they, they should be very careful. Uh, I mean, Bayern is 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 well respected and well loved in Germany, but I think that the Germans actually hold the national team in higher uh, esteem than they do at Bayern, and uh, you can have that bleed turn on them. But that, I mean, this is it, right? This is the arrogance of power these days, right? Where big clubs can talk like this, you know. And uh, I would love to see Bayern knocked off its perch this year. I would really like to see that happen by a team, but but not by Leipzig. Well. It might be Leipzig, uh, but uh, uh, I would like to see my team. I don't think my team has the, the horses to, to, to finish uh, above the Munch and Gladbach. But uh, we, we could, we could, we, we're going to see, I think, a, a, a lovely championship here this year. Cool. Let's move over to the Primera Liga in Portugal. And the team that we still can't pronounce the name of. Famil Cal, I believe. Uh, still I'm, top of the table. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. Seven games in, I mean, uh, I hope we could be having this conversation at Christmas time, uh, but I'm not so sure. Um, you know, we need to do a show on on we need we need Gio in here. We need we need somebody to really really dissect and space apart the Portuguese league for us uh, because it, the football that's been coming out of there, coaches, players, and so on and so forth, is just amazing. So, uh, uh, Gio, expect a phone call from us real soon. So, there you go. So, Femicao will play Porto this weekend. Yeah. So, might be a game for us to watch. It might start to show what everything is about. Yeah. Uh, Liga. Nothing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uber Eats Liga. I still can't believe that. I still can't believe Uber Eats. Like, that, 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 they're a laughing stock. Okay, please, for Christ's sakes. Well, isn't it? Isn't yeah. the, la, it's La Liga Santander, right? Yeah, yeah. A... Well, I mean, those. Are, I mean, uh, at least they're 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 not they're not slumming it. You know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't know. Any sponsorship is brutal, but yeah. No, look, the surprise year for me, Lyon, in eleventh place. Yeah, it's they've started slowly, for sure. Uh, Monaco, though, two wins on the trot, finally. Maybe rediscovering a little bit of form. Yeah, well, they're not going to do it with with Cesc uh, uh, Fabregas at the helm, that's for sure. I, I do hear that there's some trouble in the board uh, at Olympic Marseille uh, with uh, Andoni Zuber Zarada, but uh, wow, big surprise there, right? Olympic Marseille is like the Roma of uh, of, of uh, Ligue 1. Uh, just a crazy, crazy, crazy batch of people run that club. Would you have Angers being second has to be a bit of a surprise, right? You know, this is one of the things that, that the French League always throws up to us is that every once in a while you'll see like these small clubs from nowhere just kind of pull up into the top leagues. And that's one of the things that's great about following French football. Like even Nantes, but Nantes is always, Nantes is actually, uh, you know, was a winner. But, uh, you know, this is one of the things that we don't really recognize very often in, in French football is that they have like these guru coaches who have been at their clubs and coaching staff for like 30 years. Like I remember Guy Roux. Nobody even remembers this guy. This guy was at Auxerre for, for decades. And he's like a living legend. He's like the, the, uh, the Lobanovsky of, of, uh, of French football or, you know, Claudio Ranieri, except, you know, he hasn't been as cosmopolitan. He's been there. But all these guys exist. And every once in a while, you'll see one of these clubs. Like I'm still stunned that mean 
which was a per perennial third division team, is still managing to hold on to stay in the league. Huh? Saint-Étienne, that is so sad to see a team with such rich tradition and, and such, you know, uh, Les Verts, I've always like, look, I mean, they're in the bottom. But, I mean, again, things will change, I'm pretty sure. Well, things will change between 2nd and 20th. Yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, if you think that PSG is losing a grip on this, you're dreaming in Technicolor. Yeah. Neymar, though. And he... Like, I just stop. Just stop. Please. Like there's a re like there's shut up and play football. You know? Yeah. But he said something like the, the it's like being in a in a relationship. His life is a soap opera. It's an absolute soap opera. He should marry a cardi. You know? I mean that's that's what I'm waiting for. Him and a cardi to have an affair so this way Wanda can go nuts. You know. You heard it here first. We've turned into a a gossip blog at the same yeah. time. Reality TV, football, that's it. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Leave it. Let I'm, it, it I'm going to let that one go. Yeah. Uh, MLS, so we're into the last week of matches. Uh, playoffs. The teams making the playoffs have been set. Uh, the matchups are not completely set as of yet. Steve, I defer this to you because i got to be honest. This year, I really slipped up, and I haven't been following much of the MLS at all. The only thing I know is that LAFC has been a revelation, and that Minnesota, out of nowhere, their first year in the league is like second place. And that's this, about is their second, this is their second season. Yeah, second season, sorry. Uh, I don't follow the Western Conference because it's on past my bedtime, so let's be, <laughs> let's be real. Um, other than, yeah, LAFC has been an absolute joy to watch. Um, uh, Atlanta, I thought that they were going to miss Almiron more than they have, uh, but they didn't. Maybe they did in the, the Champions League, and that's why Mexican teams are always perennially better. Um, that Toronto FC is in the playoffs, so I'm happy. Well, i got a, I got a couple of questions for you. Sure. Okay? Uh, I was going to say, first of all, pronostico. Who do you think is going to walk away with the – Playoffs, and I, I I don't want to say championship, but who's going to win the playoffs? Do you think this year, or do you think it's still a toss up? I think it comes down to who you play, because <laughs> dude, of course, come on, you can do better than that. No, I, I don't think I can because like a lot, like New York has lost to New England this season, right? Right. So it's think of like uh like a hockey playoff where it's like seven games. So you got a hot team could basically storm through the playoffs and win the trophy. Exactly. You can get a team that just that, has done nothing. This 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 bothers me with regards to this the MLS because I think you gotta be rewarded. I think that, that there's too much of this uh I mean you win you win the supporter shield, okay, great. And the players play have placed a great deal of prestige on it, but I think the supporter shield deserves far more prestige than it gets, rather than, than this kind of uh, North American sport style playoff rounds, which you know all of a sudden a team that basically ekes into the playoffs gets hot and can make it to the finals and maybe win. Yeah. My second question to you: What happened to the Canadian teams this year outside of TFC? Uh, Montreal looked like they were going to make the playoffs for almost the entire season. And then I'm not 100% sure really what happened there. were probably a mix of injuries. They got cold at the wrong time. Um, they a did age. You think uh, finally maybe, catching maybe, up? maybe a little bit. 
Um, but they did win the Voyageur Cup. They ended up beating yeah. Toronto uh, to end that monopoly on the trophy. So that was that's interesting. It means, so, it means we might go to Montreal to catch a Champions League game this year. That sounds good to me, man. Uh, I, I, you give me any excuse to go to that city, uh, uh, particularly for... Uh, it's a Stad Saputo. Yeah, 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 no, but it's not just even that. Just it's an easy city on the eyes, if you know what I mean. Uh, 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 but uh, yeah, I actually think we should do a pod from the parking lot of Stad Saputo this year. One of us has to learn to speak French so we can. I, I, people I think between you and me, we can piece something together. We're, we're not too bad, like you know, if we, if we bonjour. Like, yeah, no, no. I think I think we can uh, petit peu. We can pull it yeah. together. I think if we actually, uh, you know, combine, we can speak like like a half idiot. You we know might have I mean? to bring Trombley with us. No, we're going to bring Trombley with us. Uh, uh, I mean, because they're going to look kind of silly sitting in the car doing a, a, a podcast. But I think that's that's the plan. I think we're going to probably do a podcast. Uh, uh, from uh, our car this year when uh, uh, Montreal probably meets uh, what's the team from Nicaragua or the team from Panama because that's probably who they'll end up meeting in the, one of the first rounds. No, but you remember they remember they weren't very good in MLS. They won the Voyager Cup once and they made it all the way to the final. They and we, they almost and won. They almost was... won. They lost. They, 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 yeah. So I never count a Canadian team out. Unless it's the Canadian national team, of course. International play. Well, Ooh, they played the Americans coming up in the next round of. Uh, I couldn't care less. I'm with my boycott stands. Okay, after that loss to, if they to, beat the after Americans, that, after that loss to Haiti this year, yeah. I don't want to talk about the national. If, team if they beat the Americans, I think you'll have to reconsider that. No, I'm only going to reconsider when they qualify for the World Cup. But this would be the step. No, no, no. I want qualification. Pen to paper. Okay. Otherwise, forget about it. All right. But wait a minute. I have one more question. Sure. What about Vancouver? What the hell happened there? They look – that's one thing I can tell you is they look abysmal. They are abysmal. What, what's going on? Like They should have had like all this money from the, from the sale. It didn't of, really uh, get reinvested properly. Uh, they, had, they had injury issues. I will, I will stand by that is that Vancouver had a lot of injury issues this year. So okay, yeah, they yeah they they they, they look they look pathetic. Yeah, they've been ready for the end of the season at this point. Uh, and then Champions League, so Champions League going on right now. So we're not going to comment on anything. Nah, we got it. We got it. The matches. So Olympi- we got to we got, we got to look at the Olympiacos, man. What did I tell you? At Red Star, it'd be the first time a Greek team has ever won at Red Star. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, listen, Olympiacos. This version of Olympiacos might be the team to do it. Uh, to be honest with you, geez, Bayern just went up two na- two one on, against Tottenham after after being down one nothing. Tottenham. There's there's something rotten going on in that club, man. Something rotten. Can I can, is I, gonna... can I just say that they're Spursy? Because... Yeah, no, I that, that's just too cliched. We we got to raise our game. We just can't rely on these kind of a locomotive holding Atletico right now. Yeah, Juventus up one nothing. Uh, uh, but nobody. You know what? I could see Galatasaray winning this match. Well, yeah, it's at hell. Yeah, yeah. Like they, nobody, there's nobody, a, literally yeah. the reason they call that stadium. That's basically hell. over the gate, so that you can welcome to hell as you come in. But they, they are, they are, uh, they're, they're very tough to beat at home. Uh, what about tomorrow's matches? Well, I was to say, and Zagreb is holding, uh, is holding City. At Man City, Kevin De Bruyne out injured indefinitely again. Really? Yes. I did. Did you just this just hot off the presses? Yeah. yeah. Did, what, what's the injury? Do you know? No. 
I, I don't know. All I've that seen will, is that he's out indefinitely. That it will be big. That will because this guy eight assists. He looks in seven amazing. games. Yeah, he which looks is more assists than Paul Scholes no. did in an entire season. No man, uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be rough on them. Uh, tomorrow, nothing. Oh, Barca Inter has to be the game to watch. Yeah, although although I'm not expecting much there. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how Napoli is going to respond if they can take a, the, the the lead. Red Bull might actually cause Liverpool some issues. I could see that. I could see that. That kid. Uh, uh, but that's no. You're mixing them up. So there's Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah. This is Red Bull Holland. Switzerland. Yeah. Oh no no. Doesn't doesn't the Holland kid play for? Uh, no, he plays for Salzburg. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they, sorry, my, my mistake. Well, that is Salzburg. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah so I was right. Right, you're I was right. right. Now, that kid, that, I, I want to see the matchup between him and uh, um, Virgil van Dyke because this kid looks like he, he's just, a, you know, I was listening to the pod, uh, uh, um, the Guardian pod just before coming in here, and Lars Severson actually had a great way to describe him. He said that he grew something like 17 centimeters in two years. And so he was a kind of like a small player, so he had to learn how to basically do some footwork. And then all of a sudden he had this growth spurt, and now he just like just kind of like runs over people, but yet he's got the touch. So I'm curious to see how he's gonna how he's gonna make up. I think this is gonna be the next big purchase in the January transfer window. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets who United. Gets United needs a striker. Well, I like him too. And yeah, let's let's be real. The, he has the relationship already with Ole and credits yeah. Ole for the type of striker that he is now. Yeah. So, so I mean, it would be simply, it would it'd be, it'd be interesting to see who would win the sweepstakes from because that would be a good buy. Um, one more thing, a few more other things. Uh, I'm, would be, I think the game to watch tomorrow, to be honest with you, would be Zenit Benfica. Yeah, it could be a match. Yeah, I think that would be a really good match because Benfica needs to win and Zenit needs to win. Yep. And, I, and I think that you're going to see a, a, a real push there. Again, though, it's early again. We have to say that. Um, I want to ask you, what's the deal with Pulisic? This seems to happen more often than not. Is A player comes in with a big price tag. And comes to England. England's not an easy league no. to switch to. No, like, not at all. Can you, can you move between like Italy and Spain? Perhaps, yes. But move it, England is a whole different game. Is faster game. and it's much more. It's much more chaotic. It's a little bit more physical. Um, I think uh, I, I, it's sad to watch this guy because he had he had a fantastic season at. Um, he had a fantastic season last year at uh, Dortmund, but he doesn't seem to be kind of fitting in here at all. So, so where does this bring us now? I was only going to say, so the championship has some games on right now, and Leeds, okay. Leeds is beating West Brom. So yeah. I think me, you, and 12 guys could beat West Brom if we actually... No, West Brom, West Brom made it into the, the playoff round last year. They're Did not they bad. really? Okay. They're, they're not that... They're actually... It's a top-of-the-table class. Well, so. just you, you've, you've crawled up the table, and I'm like... My my mouth is dropped to see Preston in, in fifth place. Uh, you're not dropped at that, considering Nottingham Forest didn't have a manager up until the second week of the season. You know, man, that's... When I look at this... When I look at the championship... And I look at the teams that are in that championship. Leeds United, Nottingham Forest, 
Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Well, Fulham not Fulham. Okay, you're not getting pressed into pressing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm talking about the teams that were once stalwarts in the Premiership and now are no longer there. Uh, I mean, it's a crime that these teams are, are, are languishing on there. They, <laughs> I would love to see them back in the, in the first division, uh, where they belong. And Stoke, definitely. Well, they're Stoke going down. Huddersfield are both. Oh, uh, they're going down big, time, big, big trouble for those teams, man. Feel bad for Barnsley, who came out and beat Fulham in the first game of the season. Really haven't yeah. done anything since then. The home of football. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to to let you know that Leeds is at the top of the table. Hopefully it stays that way. This and this is, is weird because I'm a United fan. but uh, yeah. I, uh, Everybody likes Bayapiasa. Like watching, but having that derby happen twice a year. Would be amazing. With Bielsa behind the team, if he manages to stay. Look, I mean, finishing top of the of the championship. Oh, is, that's is what so I wanted cool. to bring this up though with Leeds. Okay. So remember how Frank Lampard got his panties in a bunch when he was yeah, at Derby yeah, 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 because yeah. they spied on them. Did you see uh, at the FIFA awards? Yeah, is that Leeds won the Fair Play Award for the least amount of cards? Well, they, they gave the goal, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't they like? Uh, didn't uh, they, they? We also let uh, allow, them. Uh, ordered them to, to allow a goal. And one defender, one yeah. defender was like, yeah. "No, I'm not do that." Yeah. But I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, look, I mean, the only thing is, is Frank Lampard just shut up and Leeds United winning this is going to be tough. Okay. It's it is it's the, to me it's a harder league to win than the premiership is. Besides the premiership, what what is Frank Lampard won? A couple of FA Cups here and there, and that's it. No, he won a Champions League. Yeah, that, yeah. But, but Drogba won that Champions the, League. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Nobody should have won that Champions League match. Okay, to be honest with you, at that time, that was one of the worst freaking finals I think I've ever seen in my life, aside from the one we saw last year, which probably might have been the worst final I've ever seen. He has lost the Champions League because John. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, of course, John Terry missing that penalty. Is Where like, were you is, when you watched that? Is the highlight of my life. Where were you when you watched that? Do you remember where you were? I, we we weren't. We didn't watch that like the final together. No, no, I watched that final in local beans coffee shop on Little Current on Manitoulin Island by myself. Uh, 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 chuckling away at, at at that at that final miss. Oh, I remember. Okay, I was in my 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 living room, and I couldn't wide my hand. Like I was, I I couldn't watch. Like I yeah. could not watch the penalty. This is the best feeling, especially after Ronaldo had missed, and yeah. that if Terry had scored, it was over. Those are the best feelings when your team wins out, uh, wins matches like that. But you know what? I've always said this: football fans like us, must be the most self-loathing type of people. Who else would put themselves through so, that kind of garbage? So there's a, there was an article written in The Guardian by this guy who's been a Manchester United fan for like 50 years, and he said, I've never enjoyed watching my club more than I do right now. <laughs> because well, there's some suspense to it. Yeah. Well, I want to say one thing. Being a Milan fan where we conquered Europe three times – in the time that I that I've been watching them, okay, I come back and reconquered. No, it's not pleasant to watch a team play really bad, man. It's not pleasant, oh, especially a once great team, you know. So then, we'll leave this question with with uh, with the listeners, and I'm going to ask you first. I have a question of my own too. Okay, favorite football memory 
period. Not in playing. Favorite football memory, period. Well, we talked about the uh, the game between Brazil and Italy last year. Um, if I have to say it, is the one that really rivals it and edges it out, I'll say, is when AC Milan in the nineteen ninety four Champions Cup because it wasn't even well, no, it was Champions League. It was the first year of the Champions League. Beat the uh, um, what did they call the dream team from Barcelona under Cruyff in Athens, Greece, for nothing. We gave them an absolute clinic. I, I I was shocked to see my team play. That was, the, the second goal scored by Daniela Massaro, I counted 26 passes untouched and then the ball into the net. So, I'm so going, I, I, I'd say that one. I'll give you two because I can't pick between the two. Uh, both happened against Arsenal. Uh, more recent, the 8-2 just drubbing. I know which one you're going to say. Yeah, it's gigs flying down. You know what? I saw that happen live. I watched that game live. I'll never forget that goal. That that that's a great moment. That is a great moment because basically uh, Schmeichel stops a penalty kick at one end from from Burkamp, and they just walk down the other end and score this goal. Right? It was just unbelievable to watch. Uh, Ferguson says he was screaming at him to pass the entire time, and then he makes the he makes the move and. Just yeah, no. I, I have a question for. Um, are we witnessing the end of a cycle here, as we are watching some great, great clubs basically fall apart? Like we're watching Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Manchester United, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal uh, Bayern Munich. Well, Milan, the rot set it in about six years ago. Well, so we're did United. Ahead, yeah, let's be real. We're kind of ahead of the curve. Well, you guys won the European Champions League, yeah. uh, the Europa League, and 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 uh, the uh, Cup, uh, and an FA Cup. And an FA Cup. So that's three trophies. I mean, you see, Milan, the rot set it in. We're kind of ahead of the curve on this one. Well, you guys were in a final. Uh, please. Uh, th- that doesn't count. Uh, but no, you were, we're watching like all the big clubs. Are, are we are we witnessing something change here? Are we witnessing the rise of new money? Are we witnessing the rise of of you know new types of football, new philosophies taking over, or are we? Or is it also at the end of a cycle? And I think that we're. I think that this is what we're seeing right now is the end of cycles for some of the great clubs. But I'll rival that with are there some clubs who are coming back up around such as Ajax yeah that would be cool uh, but uh, but to you know I mean Dutch football I mean aside from Feyenoord and PSV I mean really what what what, what you know I mean it's fair that's yeah. fair I, mean, I just I would if Dutch football had the money of any other league, if we saw if we saw a team like Anderlecht from Belgium come back up, then but I you're would say seeing so. these results yeah. with like Bruges, for example, today even yeah. a two-two draw at Madrid. Is it is it that Madrid has fallen off so far? Yeah, or yeah. Is it, or is it that Bruges or other clubs have started to raise their no, level at the let's same say time? Let's say yes, because the more we see it, the more maybe it might happen. I don't know. No, I, 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 I think it's I put, know, to, put those thoughts out in yeah, the world. Yeah, to 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 uh, uh, answer your question honestly, I think it's 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 a part of both. I think you know, I mean, one one is starting to falter; the end of a cycle is beginning, and the other one is 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 beginning. I would love to see clubs like FC Bruges, Red Star Belgrade, uh, you know, back part of the the European equation. You know what I mean? 
But uh, the rich will get richer and the poor will get drunk. So. Uh, Lenny has scored. Excellent. So uh, next week we will have our favorite uh, uh, Fernando Torres fan. Yeah, our favorite. If you want to call it, I actually was going to say that our our favorite pundit outside of us, of course, you know, no. But our favorite Fernando Torres fan will be here. And we'll probably have something a little bit special for you next week. Uh, We won't won't lead you in, but our feature next week will probably take us to another part of the world. And we'll have a decent discussion about that. Uh, What are you looking forward to on this weekend's football? Aside from, oh, uh, it has to be Inter Juve. There's, there's, yeah, there's Inter Juve. really nothing that's going to rival it. Although Real Madrid, Granada. If Granada can beat Real Madrid, I might just drink myself stupid. Well, that would be great. I am going to actually want to watch Leicester play this weekend, and then want to see if they're going to. Do you know who they're playing this weekend? Yes, sir. Liverpool. That would be a good match. Yeah, I, I think I, they I, might I, be the team that can. They beat could them. do it. That's why. That's why I said I think Leicester is going to play and with Brandon Rodgers. It creates quite quite some drama. I would not be surprised if 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 Leicester could pick the points from them. Speaking of former Liverpool coaches and someone who might coach Liverpool in the future, there are big rumors coming out right now that Klopp might resign to go teach the, the national national team. Uh, but I don't see it happening. Steven Gerrard <laughs> might be brought in from his time at Rangers. There's the kiss of death for Liverpool right there. Yeah, you guys he's, don't. He's done. He's done decently. Yeah, but Rangers, so. listen, coaching Rangers in the Scottish Premiership and coaching Liverpool in the English Premiership—that's like a world uh, apart. Uh, Brendan Rodgers was coaching Celtic. Yeah, but Brendan Rodgers actually had some some pedigree. He actually was at Liverpool before. He's actually and, and they haven't given him Liverpool again. They've given him a team, a mid-table team. Listen, Liverpool fans. Stevie G comes and coaches Liverpool. You can count on at least another 10 years before you win the English Premiership, okay? I'm serious on that one. All right. That is all for us this week. As always, you can reach us Facebook, Twitter, email, uh, and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. Take care.